0: Will it never end? Now I've been thinking about what kinds of efforts have to go into creating the animation that goes into video games. So I guess not. There's so darn much going on, so many things to think about. How do the animators pile on and make things look so realistic and the game so much fun to play? Well, in this episode, number 2204, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Bros, will be telling you all about it when they answer the commonly asked question, what are the biggest challenges creating animation for games? On the CG Bros, CG Insider Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast, or maybe this is your first time. Thank you so much for joining us. In today's episode, we're going to be answering a question from a viewer, Regina C. from Los Angeles, California, that she submitted on our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. Regina asks... What are the biggest challenges creating animations for video
2: games? And by the end of our discussion, uh, you'll have learned not only about some of the challenges that come with creating animation for video games, you'll also learn about some of the decision-making processes that go into dealing uh, with some of those uh, challenges as well, and you'll get our professional insights and uh, as well as our personal take into what uh, you should consider before jumping into creating uh, video games, or at least thinking about before you jump into video game animation yourself.
1: And also be sure to stay to the end of the podcast, where we'll be jumping into the mailbag and reading some of your comments. And who knows, we may be reading your comment and mentioning you by name today. I'm Sean Johnson, one of your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcast.
2: And I'm Bill Johnson, the other brother.
1: And of course, we are the CG Bros. So that's a great question, bro. You want to get into it first?
2: Sure. You know, I, I think the, uh, well, at, at the heart of game animation, or any animation really, is, is to communicate a story, to, to help tell a story. And, uh, you know, animation artists as well as, you know, myself as a VFX artist, you know, we, we have that that awesome responsibility to make the game experience uh, something memorable, you know, and more engaging uh, for the player. So uh, animation is, is a primary part of that.
1: Yes, that is very true. And uh, another thing is, remember uh, animation uh, for video games is a highly collaborative process. And it's uh, really important uh, to be able to work as a team and, and also, more importantly, uh, accepting feedback and, and critiques from well you know, positive criticism and, and some negative criticism from your team. It's, it's absolutely essential um, to uh, creating the best animation for video games you can make. Uh, you can't have a thin skin. Um, you can't be so in love with your animations that you're not willing to change them. If you have uh, either a director or your or let's say your lead or something uh, want to come by and, and, and give you pointers or change it a little bit. So, a lot of times in my own personal experience, um, you know, I, when I first got into the video games, uh, that was that was kind of hard for me to understand. And I think over time you just you you, you learn that um, that you just have to, like I said, have a have a um, a thick skin. And don't fall in love with your, your animations to the point where you don't want to change anything and you're, you're difficult to work with. Um, I think, I think there's, a, there's a big difference between animation for, for video games and the animation for film. So there's a, a different set of challenges that go on with each one of those. Um, one of the challenges for doing video games is you're, you're not stuck. I think we mentioned last podcast about my, my friend who worked at uh, Digital Domain working on iRobot. He's animating for a particular scene that's all you need to see is that one perspective versus video games. You see your character in, in three dimensions. And so you have a tendency to make sure that, well, you have to have a tendency to make sure that it looks good in all those dimensions. Um, so, so you
2: don't, you don't, so you don't animate from the camera's perspective is what you're saying. You know, I, I could see where some people, people place, at least in the film industry, they, they, they place and position the camera, uh, before the animation and then animate toward for the camera so that it looks good from the camera's perspective. But, you know, as we talked about being, you know, 3D, a 3D environment in the game, game uh, realm, uh, you can't do that. It has to look good from all angles.
1: That's true. That's for the, the actual player character that's running around in the game. So if you're doing cinematics, obviously interstitials or, you know, those kind of things that the, you know, the, the trailer for it or something, those are the things that you're going to be, you're, 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 you can actually get away with a lot more because you're doing basically a movie. Um, versus now with everything being real-time, uh, it's, it's very difficult to, to, um, to get away with that. I mean, it's possible, but, but it's more than likely you're going to be... One, it, it's going to be... For example, uh, if, let's say a God of War. You're, you're playing God of War and then they have a, a, a cut scene that comes in the middle of that while it kind of furthers the story as you're playing. Um, they're using real-time stuff now. So yeah, you can, you can have your camera locked down to a particular view. Um, but more or less, those those thing, you're creating those assets, and they're gonna already have they're already gonna look good in three dimensions uh, for that for that scene anyway. So it's really not an issue that I've ever experienced. And so um, you also have to have a basic knowledge of, of game design uh, and understanding of game engines like Unreal uh, we mentioned before and Unity. Um, and you'll you'll be a much more marketable person as an animator in the industry for video games. Um, and now that's actually kind of bleeding over, I think a lot to the film industry as well, because they are using unreal there as well. So that's, it's just good to have those game engines under your belt, uh, in my opinion. Um,
2: oh so, yes and and the the nice thing about it is there's such there's such strong tools to get started with as we mentioned in our last podcast. Uh, Unreal is just a tremendous place, and I suggest people get started started there uh, or with any really game engine because uh you, you want to know how animation works inside the game and and what better way to do that than actually you know put it put animation in a game a hundred percent yeah do, and, do you find oh go ahead
1: no, I was just going to say uh, 100. You have to understand too. Also, when you're doing you're an animator in video games, a lot of times you're not animating, um, you know, 100 of the time. Um, I think uh, people who are not in the game industry may not understand that. Uh, but a lot of times you're 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 uh, helping develop um, the animations with uh, design. You're you're interacting with uh, your leads. And they don't just, you know, they don't just give you the animation and say, hey, just work on this. There's a lot of collaborat- collaboration that goes on with uh, for, for the purposes of why you're doing the animations for that particular part of the game um, so, or your character. So you have a lot of input, at least in my experience, you have a lot of experience or uh, input into uh, creating these animations. Um, and you're, it's almost like a brainstorming uh, process uh, a lot
2: of times. Yes, and as a VFX artist, uh, I, I, at least for me, I, I find that um, I, I, I tend to want to do, well, I, I've been seasoned over the years, but I think beginning uh, artists generally try to do too much too soon. Do you you see that? I mean, I know every, everybody, you know, when they get into animation or, or VFX, they want to get to the fun part right away. Yes, uh,
1: that, that's, that's, a great, that's a great question. Uh, I think... Most of the time, well, depending on the team you're on and depending on the company you're, you're, you're on uh, or at, uh, working at, there's, there's sometimes a tendency for people who are new in gaming to not understand the process of animating. They, they you know, the modeling of the character takes a certain amount of time. And, and then once that modeling of the character, you hand that off to rigging. And so there's rigging that has to be done waiting the character before it even comes to animation. And then once it gets to the animator, they don't a lot of people don't understand how long it takes to do the animations. Um, and they think it's just that they see the end process and they think it's this fast, fast thing. And then they're kind of shocked. A lot of times, especially you know new producers or, or new designers to, to video games don't understand the amount of time that it takes. Because remember, a lot of... Depending on the game you're working on, there's uh, a lot of expectations from the consumer that wants the most realistic uh, experience they could possibly get. And that takes a lot of time, a lot of editing, a lot of keyframing, a lot of uh, you know, animating the fingers, animating the face. There's a lot of things to consider um, when you're animating. So I, I think in my experience, that's been my uh, a challenge uh, is, is not, uh, them not understanding how long things take.
2: Yes, and it's it's really so. Therefore, it's 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 pretty easy just to skip over what what to them appears to be unimportant, but in actuality is 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 critical to the the performance of a character.
1: Right, and that's one of the reasons why I really like the agile systems that we have at uh, or the communication that we have at, at my um, at the work that I'm that I've been working at the job I'm working at with the with the company is is that that time because you you're sitting then in, in there with designers, you're sitting in there with. Uh, multiple uh, disciplines and so they they understand how long when you're estimating the time how long is this particular animation or task going to take they can kind of get an idea and so that's one of the reasons I really like that too so that helps alleviate some of the challenges that that some animation or animators can, can face
2: yeah and that brings us to timing uh you know like when a character has to reach out to a doorknob and turn it or 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 pick pick it up or or use a sword or something like that or or something as even simple as maybe smoking a cigar it's not it's not as easy as it looks to 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 do those type of timing and and interactions is it
1: no and yes it's funny you said that um
2: yes and no (laughs) so yeah um well, at least for me, I've, when I I've tried it, uh, you know, I, you'd think it's just as easy as, as, as I would have thought. As the process was a lot easier, and I mean, I actually had to animate a character uh, that that was smoking a cigar. It, it was a major issue because the skeleton hadn't been set up to to attach a, a cigarette, a cigar, to, and right. so the rig had to be specifically set up to accommodate that that cigar. <laughs> right? No,
1: that happens. That happens. Believe it or not, more than more than you think. Um, a lot of times, the design comes in and says, oh, we want to change the way this particular character functions. And like you said, they, they originally done it stripped down or something, not anticipating that, that, oh, um, and, and that's bad planning too. A lot of times that, that'll happen where, oh, we're, we're going to be doing a, let's say a, a minimal platform. So you're optimizing the, your characters for animation. So you have, you know, the minimal amount of bones and uh, not too much facial uh, uh, rigging going on. So you're not putting a bunch of joints in the face. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, we want you to be on Xbox 360 or we want you to be on the, the latest PlayStation uh, console or even on PC. And you're like, wait a minute, people are going to see this on in HD, high res, you know, frames a second. And, you know, you want higher res textures. You want more bones in the face. Oh, now we want the ponytails and the hair and we want a cape. and." So now those things have to be added in there. Uh, oh, and fidelity—that's
2: all, all part of the rig, too, isn't it?
1: Right, it's added yeah. to the rig, and then now you want more facial. Well, we just put b- the bare minimum of bones in the face. It's not going to look any good. It's going to look like this uncanny valley creeped-out face.
2: And so, so it sounds like it sounds like planning is is a big challenge. Huge, the, uh, yeah. huge yeah. planning,
1: and, and and a lot of times, like you said, there's before the game is made. You know, you just can't make a game. Um, you have an idea. You've got to sit down. You've got to white, you know, gray box it. You, you have to do, you know, a certain amount of get the fun first and then you polish later. Um, a lot of times they want all this. They have this concept art piece that somebody gives you and they say, OK, let's make it as beautiful as possible, um, as fast as possible. And it's like, OK, well, no, we really need, where's the fun in the game? You're going to have this beautiful game that stinks because it's not fun to play. That happens a lot, um, especially with people who are funding these things, these games, uh, independent studios, let's say, and they don't um, they have, obviously, they have a limited budget, and people want to see things quickly, and so you're trying to cut corners, and, um, and that even happens at large companies, too. I, I'm not saying it's
2: Well, even the, even the movie studios, I mean, that's that's how they're Hollywood right. running Right.
1: You, <laughs> you don't have unlimited funds, so you've got to get things done, and that was another that's another challenge uh, some of the challenges for animating as well is, is when do you know it's good enough? The, the whole 80 20 uh, okay it, if I'm going to go 20% more is it going to give 80 you know that much more you've already got 80% of the character and what it's doing if you add 20% more you're, you're, you have diminishing returns you're, you're wasting time you're spending um, the company's money and you don't want to be doing that. so you have to know when to put pencils down. And, and and just uh, be, it's good enough it's good enough because that's that's the principle you your people are going to be enjoying the game you're so close to a lot of times as an animator so close to your work you want it to be this um, oh and that's another challenge I can segue into another challenge would be
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you first get in the industry especially if you're coming from film you, you want it to be, you're animating realistic stuff and 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 uh, doing lots of um, uh, anticipation and, you know, it, it looks very realistic, but then they want it to be really, really snappy or really quick, very, very arcadey, very fast. And you're like, well, okay, well now I gotta, I gotta crunch that down to, you know, half a second when it was like four seconds before. And so that's because,
2: and that's because the game that that's part of the gameplay, right?
1: Right. You want it to be responsive. You don't want it to be laggy at all because you, you will feel that as an animator and you will feel that as a player and it'll be terrible and and a lot of times that was a hard thing for me in the beginning was learning how to be an animator that's that's game focused on that and it's not just about pretty animation it's it's how does it work with the entire game
2: yeah like what uh, like what's the timing of the attack right or or how fast should they move from here to there or you know right stuff like that right
1: right uh, and and a lot of times you'll have in my experience you've had design where I've animated at a certain frame rate and they've gone ahead and they've scaled it because they wanted it to take longer. And I'm saying, no, 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 don't you don't do that. You need to just tell me how long it's supposed to take and I'll make it fit within that time frame because it, it just, it will look, it, you know, it'll look sluggish and, and crappy and you're looking at it as a player going, what's going on? Is this a bug?
2: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. It, mm-hmm. it, that's probably more, one of the most interesting, at least for, for me, from a VFX perspective. When I'm doing VFX animation, that some of those restrictions that you're, that you're talking about uh, to, to frame rate and time, uh, you know, because you have to sell that action within that certain amount of frames or that certain amount of time. Um, I, I find that to be uh, kind of the best part of doing in-game animation because it it forces us as animators to think more critically. I, you know, and it, it makes sure that uh, when we do. You know, we pose our character or set up our animation. That our pose choices are are really clear within that certain amount of time, because that's all part of what we talked about initially here. Is the purpose of the of animation is to communicate the story and and to to uh, you know support the gameplay that that tells the story. Exactly. Yes. That the the
1: uh, another thing is uh, one of the another challenge that I've run into is is um, you're going to be working long hours. A lot of times they they plan. Uh, not to work these long hours, but there are you know times where your work schedule is going to basic basically be way over fifty hours a week, and as the deadlines are approaching, uh, you're going to be working nights and weekends often times and uh, to meet that deadline. And I'm sure you've run into that and in, is
2: as well. Well, yeah, I think it's part of the nature of video game industry generally, and and we touched on it uh, in the last podcast, but you know the assets throughout a, a game's production life cycle are always changing so the characters changing they're like you said they're they they the, the requirements of, of the character, the animation needs of the character change uh, the, the physical you know models of the characters change environments change all sorts of variables come into play and you find you know at least I find myself having to you know you, you build things as f- efficiently as you can to anticipate these changes but a lot of times, you just end up having to redo the same work over and over and over and over again uh, you know hopefully you know, you, you keep that to a minimum but i, I find that uh, you know things change so quickly and uh that, that it does require uh, a lot of re, you know redoing of work um yes that does that
1: does happen um i one of the one of the plus sides and i'm saying challenges but one of the plus sides of of being an animator on video games is is being able to do almost like what you do with vfx you may have different characters, um, and you may be doing something similar. Uh, I'm not. Ta- I'm not. I'm not talking about. Let's say you, if you're working on a sports title like Madden or MLB or something like that, where you have the the next iteration of that game, where um, you're working on. You know that you know you're updating the stadium. Let's say as a modeler and then as an animator, you're doing a little bit more of fidelity for your animations for for uh, what's what's being played. But today, I think it's it's it, you're just redoing the same thing over and over and over again. That would be to me no, nothing against any of those those teams that work on those. It, for me, it wouldn't be challenging enough for me. I'd have to move on to something else. But my job, especially if you're in fantasy, if you're doing fantasy games, and then sometimes you'll do sports games you have something new all the time. And it, and it, that's, I think, the most exciting thing is you have an, uh, these new projects that require new um, animations that can be totally unique to that game. And, and you're trying to problem-solve, how do I get this... Um, because it's highly competitive, gaming's obviously very competitive, all these companies. So you want to try and have your product stand out. And so you're trying to say, how do I make this more stylized? Or how do I make this a hybrid of stylized and realistic? Uh, and so there's, it's exciting. It, you're trying to, you're just trying to problem solve and figure things out all the time. And and, and it's really fun and exciting.
2: You know, yes. And I've, I've seen, um, particularly in, in the sports video games that there's, you know, they're getting, they've gotten a lot better at it, but, uh, the transitions between the poses, you know, and I, you know, as, as you, as you, you know, move the joystick and, and navigate the character through the world, you know, the, 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 they still tend to be, you know, some of them jerky and, and they, they don't transition well. Uh, they don't blend, you know, what I'm saying, they don't blend between the animation or motion clips very well.
1: Um, well, that's that's the whole point you were talking about earlier was the, well, is, is the, the fact that a lot of times you want it more responsive and so that you're, you're, you're going to want it to be, you know, turn on a dime, basically. And so you're going, oh, well, you just cut that animation. Well, is it a game or is this a, simu- a real-time simulation? And so that, those are the things you have to come, you know, come to grips with.
2: Yeah, how how what, what you know is it realistic timing or, or game time? I guess if you will. Right.
1: right. I remember working on a jump um, for for one of the games I was working on. Uh, I think it was H one D one. And We're working on this this the stand and jump in place, and it was very realistic. Probably, yeah, you know, it was based on motion capture, so it was very. It looked really really good for the for the for the character, and uh, it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work, and so we had to we had to scale it and change the. The uh, the you know the lift off and in air and then and then land and so you had to cut it all up and make it faster and it didn't it didn't feel like it was real but you know what in the game that's what you want you want that responsiveness and you want it to feel fun and good and, and not laggy.
2: Do you do you use a lot of uh, animation scripts uh, to animate your characters? <clears throat> animation scripts. Yeah, do you do you do you actually use uh, automa- means of automation to to in, in any part of your animation process?
1: No, I I, I don't. Um, I, I I pretty much most of the the work that I'm doing is either uh, keyframing traditional keyframing animation uh, for face, uh, body, everything, or it's a it's it's a hybrid of of using motion capture. And and creating the the loops that you would have for animation loops for the runs and the walks and the idles and the the shooting and the punching and the jumping and all those things. So a lot of that um, it takes a little bit takes a lot of time to to um, to edit and to create those loops. And then now, like you said in the in the animation uh, in the game engine that you're using, there's a there's a state machine animation state machine where you hook up all those different. Uh, animations together, so it works with your controller or your or your keyboard and mouse, and so it knows when to switch and blend those and the challenge of, of that is a lot of times like you said is is blending them correctly across those different um, animations, especially if it's a fast paced animation or or game where the person's jumping and shooting and and turning and looking up and all these different things are happening at the same time. You can get you can get sometimes the, your character in this, these weird, glitchy, looking uh, motions and and, and uh, break it. Actually, almost almost break the character.
2: Well, that's probably because they don't <laughs> they're not anticipating their next move. You know, it looks jerky. There's no, you know. So I know some some you know animators try to try to animate anticipation for the next pose uh, so that it can blend blend more naturally. Um,
1: right. And a lot of times you have to cut those off. You have to, you uh, just have to get rid of that altogether. And as an animator, you go, wow, well, it doesn't look as good. This isn't how I, I animated it. Well, it has to be because the game needs it to be this way. And so those are the things you have to realize. And it's a challenge, but you can get over it. Uh, it's not, not a big deal. Uh, so another thing, uh, another challenge is a lot of times, and this is, is very similar to, it was less, less an issue early on, was film, when you're an animator for film, it was uh, most of it was contract work. And a lot, of, a lot of, at least at the very beginning of, of what was going on in, in gaming, gaming was more secure. And so you had a lot of people that were actually full-time employees, not contract. And so now you see a lot of contract workers, which is good and bad, um, throughout the industry in, in gaming. Uh, it was very, very common, and it still is very common in film. Where you 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 have feast or famine. You're working on this this film, and all of a sudden it's you're you're done, and now you're sitting here. What do I do? Um, I and a lot of times they don't give you your 401k, your health benefits, stock options, vacation. So you're pretty much sitting there, and you have to save your money for the next
2: project. A lot it's of times, I like was like, you're getting paid. Oh, I'm getting paid two hundred thousand dollars a year for this project. Oh, really? How long is it? Oh, a month. Right. And I'm going to just play
1: stuff in the background just so you can, it, when you, when you cut, when, when the camera cuts to me. So it's just, just certain, uh, animations for, for different video games, a lot of cinematic stuff. Um, so there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do as an animator. Um, I love doing uh, cinematics and cutscenes and things. That was super, super fun. Um, so I think
2: realistic, realism, realism-based animations are probably the most interesting. It's hard to, try, you know, you don't want to cross into the uncanny valley, but I, I tend to, I tend to go for the more realistic, uh, at least in, in rendering styles, uh, and in gameplay. I, I tend to, to to the more fantastical, uh, you know, kind of kind of can get pretty wild uh, for me. Uh, but right. hey, let me ask you a question. Sure. Um, sliding feet used to be a, a giant problem, and has that problem been? ratified you know eliminated from from the production
1: uh depends on the depends on the project um
2: i I would say for the most part it is
1: uh it once inverse kinematics came in you could pretty much um in real in your game engines actually locking the feet down and and matching footsteps and things like that that that's more or less not an issue anymore but it really depends on if you're doing any type of real-time retargeting um, it can be really expensive to, to uh, let's say you have different size characters uh, and you're using one motion, you're retargeting one to another size mm-hmm. character. If you've got different size feet or different proportions on your limbs, you're going to run into problems there. And so that'll be a real challenge to get your, the feet to stop sliding. So then they go, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and use um, real time IK solvers in the engine to stop the feet from sliding or the hands to grab here. Uh, where uh, you, you have longer or shorter arms and it's not actually reaching. So now you've got to move full body IK. You've got to move the entire body to the object that you're trying to to hold, that that uh, your normal uh, original animation was was fine holding perfectly in the hand. Those are challenges that you can have. And then a lot of times you won't be able to do that. Um, and then that's where you get the feet sliding and that's where you get the hands are passing through the head because all those... You know, yeah. <laughs> If you have the different sized characters, a lot of times those, those things will happen, especially in like very cartoony type games where you've got different proportion characters. So that is a, definitely a challenge. Did that answer That's your cool.
2: question? Yeah, it does. It does. I was, you know, I had, I was always wondering about that and I know that when, when, you know, characters, character studio came out in 3d studio max, where you could actually place your footsteps and the character would match, it would stomp on the footsteps. I, I, I had thought that issue had been uh, resolved, but uh, it, it, it it's plagued animation for many, many years. And I, I just wanted to know if that was locked down. And I know for games, they have a similar technology, but for, for just, you know, animation in general, uh, it sounds like that, that problem has been solved as well.
1: Well, it, it's, it's, uh, you either have to have hundreds and hundreds of animations for the, the different, like I said, the different size characters that are doing the same thing. And so you're editing manually, the animators changing them uh, and, and cooking them out to the game or you try and do a real-time solver to try and fix the correct, correct those positions. And it's very, you know, it's getting better, but there's still, it's not a hundred percent. It's not a hundred percent. I would just, I just assume hire a bunch more animators and, and fix it all. And, and hopefully you, you, you can have the data pushing across, you know, depending on your platform, you can have all those animations and data and, and be able to access those.
2: Well, we've been talking about primarily, uh, 3D animation or 3D games. There's also 2D games and yes. all, you know other 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 formats of games. And I just wanted to show you something called Monster Mash. It's a pretty interesting product, and I've I've demoed it myself. And basically, what it allows you to do is is create uh, 2D animation. You actually you can you can actually animate characters without having to rig it. You know you don't have to be a rigger. You don't have to be a uh, an animator necessarily to do it, and basically you draw uh, a two D figure and you three Dify it. You push the three Dify button; I think it's called the Inflate button, and it pops up into this balloon. You know, it gives it a three D appearance, and you can actually you know get some pretty interesting character animation without actually going through years of animation training. Uh, simply by uh, you know, it's it's a live interactive. Uh, program that you basically you draw and you it, you point to where you want you know the, the thing to move and it has actually physics uh, attached to it and you can create basically uh, paths for the joints that, that are created and uh, and you can see right there that this is basically the, the process that I, that I went through you basically and you can determine which limb is in front which limb is in back uh, so the software knows you know to go in front of or behind the the body and uh, you basically uh, inflate it uh, and then you you just Grab the limbs and it's all—it's all done, hooked up automatically, and you you move and you can actually draw a path that the, the the joint follows around, and you can just do animation pretty simply and easily. It's a great, great fun little program. I, I I'd recommend uh, if you're interested in you know, you don't want to spend the time to train to be an animator, uh, this is a great product to have a lot of fun with.
1: Well, you still have to know how to do animation. It looks like you're you're actually doing the posing right there for a walk cycle, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, it uh, you can you can it's kind of intuitive. You're kind of doing it as you go. You can see that you know this uh, some of the problems with with your animation. You can just kind of tweak it as you go. It's it's drag and drop. You just drag your limbs and it, it changes the path. And so yeah, I mean, it, it, rather than more technically, you know, it's it's more by by feel. You're animating by feel rather than you know. Is this technically correct? Right. It's Uh, very, very balloony. Yeah. And of course it has its limitations, (laughs) but of course, but I was thinking, you know, for, for, for use in 2d games, this is, this is a very productive tool to, to, to get your animations going. Um, so very interesting. I've never seen that one before.
1: That's fantastic. Well, we're getting to the end. I just wanted to say, uh, it's, it's it's challenging uh to be an animator but it's so rewarding so it basically it offsets any challenges you're going to have um just make sure you stick with it and and practice all the time um there's a lot of good schools out there ianimate animation mentor anim school Uh, so check those out if you really were interested in in getting into the into animation for video games um also it, it can pay very well um so uh, uh, game animators can make uh, some, some decent, decent money. It, in fact, I was even looking at Disney animators, uh, and their range is from $33,000 to, believe it or not, all the way up to uh, 751000 depending on how, who you are and what you're doing. Uh, according to, uh, what was that, um, a website called comparably.com. I don't know how, um, I'm, you know how accurate that is. I'm just saying they had a median salary of 158890 So, God, that was interesting.
2: Nice, nice. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into the mailbag? Okay. Did you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Uh, this good. is uh, our first uh, comment. Is from uh, podcast number 2152, What Are Cloth Simulations Used For? Uh, Aroos Arkani uh, sent us a comment said, Hey, CG Bros, I've been following this channel for years. We'd be happy to see real you guys, not animated avatars. Great video, by the way. So the real us. <laughs>
1: The flesh and blood us. Well, we may do that sometime. Uh, we'd like to get more comments from people to see if they really want to see us. or. Yeah, so us, exactly. Know, like, do you want to
2: see our real faces? I don't or, know if you or, do. <laughs> or, yeah, let us know. Let us know. That's, that's an interesting uh, comment.
1: All right. Well, here's, here's another one from Gabriel Hutton. Uh, hey, bros. I love your content. Awesome stuff. Why, you, why do you guys call yourself CG bros, but you guys are rendered in 2D? Why why render yourselves? In, why not render yourselves in CG and and literally be the CG bros? Just food for thought. Laugh out loud. Uh, well, two D is is CG as well. So there's two G, there's two D and three D CG. So we've just decided to do two D first. We've thought about doing three D, haven't we?
2: Yeah, no. The the, the problem with three D is exactly and and Gabriel, that's a that's a great comment. And the the problem that we. You know, we, we haven't been able to cross that uncanny valley yet either ourselves. And so you know, we're looking at different options uh, for possibly doing that. But right now, uh, 2D seems to, seems to work for us. So, uh, but you're not alone. We've, we've gotten this comment quite a bit. And, and so we're, we're looking at, at options for that.
1: Yes. And you, and you, you never know. We may, we may do that in the future. <clears throat> well, thanks again for being part of our podcast today. We really enjoyed being with you and answering uh, Regina's question. Uh, what are the biggest challenges creating animation for video, for video games? We hope you learned something new and had some fun doing it, and we covered a lot of interesting information. Uh, hopefully, I didn't ramble too much, and you you may, may not have known
2: about. Yeah, and if you enjoyed it, uh, share it around and hit the like button. I I know we we hopefully we didn't get too much into the weeds, but we we felt that you know it's it's good to throw out some technical information here now now and then. Uh, but yeah, uh, it only takes a second to, uh, to like our channel and more important than that, it helps YouTube find people just like you that, that want to see content that we're providing. So, uh, we'd like to know what you think of the podcast as well. So do us a quick favor and shoot us a comment. Uh, we'd like to hear the bad, the good, the ugly, and, um, you know, we'd like to hear what you guys think of of what we're doing. So uh, we're looking to improve the podcast and you can help us do that.
1: And we bring you a new edition of the CG Insider every week where we discuss topics that have to do anything with CGI animation and digital effects, as well as a host of other interesting subjects that are related to that that may come to our attention.
2: Yeah, and if you've got a con- uh, subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast, uh, let us know by jumping onto our website at thecgbros.com and clicking the About Us tab and going up to the Ask Us Anything item and just uh, ask your question there like Regina did. It's really that easy.
1: We also want to direct you to our YouTube channel, where you can watch some truly entertaining and moving CGI short films. Many of them, again, are award-winning, so check it out. Uh, created some of the, by some of the most talented worldwide new media producers out there.
2: Yeah, and I'd like to say at this uh, at this point as well, since this is what we're talking about animation in this podcast. You know, a lot of these films that are on our channel are have no dialogue at all. Uh, they are just animation, and they are some of the most moving shorts that we that we've been had the honor to 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 promote and so um uh, you know animation is 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 just a uh, it, it can communicate where uh, other things can't in ways that other means just can't and there's so it's, animation is so powerful and we're you know we, we love animation took the words right out of my mouth so we're looking forward to seeing you back here for next week's podcast where we will be answering another game related question uh, what are your favorite video game cinematics, past or present? Ooh, we'll find of, out. Of the past.
1: <laughs> we'll see you here next week.
0: Bye now. Well, that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the CG Pro's answer to the question, what are the biggest challenges creating animation for games? Thanks for being with us. If you watch this on YouTube and you enjoy the experience, please give us a thumbs up. Be sure to leave a comment too, because we might share it on a future broadcast and mention you by name. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free. And ring the bell. So you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. If you're listening to us on our audio-only version, please leave a comment. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends that they, too, can enjoy the audio-only version on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on Spotify, you can share the podcast to Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr with the share link. That's the circle with the three dots in it. Learn more about us by going to our website, thecgbros.com, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode, when the CG Bros will answer the question, what are your favorite video games, cinematics, past? This has been episode 2204 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.